Tuesday night, we're going to have a time with the high school student, uh, the high school graduates and their parents and families, and uh, we'll look forward to a, a great time together there to talk more specifically about things and, and memories and, and all. Um, I've never really, I've, I've never really done this before in the past, but I'd like to hear this morning, and that is, in a sense, do a baccalaureate message. Uh, and yes, it's 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 addressed to you, high school seniors, um, specifically, but also it's obviously. Uh, something that applies to each and every one of us. You know, when uh, life is life is something that, you know, we, we want to keep moving. It's like we, uh, you know, born, start growing up, start recognizing things, start learning things, and, and it's a lot about just keep moving on. And, and right now, I don't know how many years it's been for you high school seniors that you've been thinking about just, you're ready to move on. And you're, you're, you're it's all green lights here, you know. And um, we rejoice with you in this. We rejoice with you. And it's like, um, you're, you're done, you're just about done with CCHS. Uh, you know how things operate there for those that are at CCHS, okay? You know how things operate. You've, you've got an idea of how things might be in college or in the military or in some career. You might have an idea. It might be a good idea. But in, in moving on from this point, uh, it's nice to have some idea of what to expect in one of those areas, college, military, or a job. But what you've got to have is, you know, the, you've got to have, you absolutely must have an understanding of what will be your your best formula as you move on. Okay? And you've, your parents and your family have uh, invested time in you. Um, you may be that you've been involved in your community. Um, that's good. You know, working a job, all those things, that helps build you as an individual. But you are thinking basically like, okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to move. I'm, I'm moving out here. <laughs> um, and the passage that I want to share with you today is very simple very simple, but it's very profound, and um, there's always going to be a greater yearning in your heart. There's always going to be something else. It'll be a, a, a deeper drive, if you will, and we believe that's, you know, here's God's uh, draw in your life, God's pull, uh, what God wants to accomplish in your life. And it's it's great to to say here's my goal. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Baylor University, or I'm gonna go to uh, Truckee Meadows Community College, whatever it might be. 
and I'm going to get this kind of education, and I want to aim for this. But there's something that keeps drawing you deeper and deeper, and we want to encourage you to keep responding to the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. I've told you students this before, time and again, of, of uh, over the years, we've watched young people come in these doors, attend faithfully, and then leave. And then once they leave, what happens? They basically, you know, some of them, not all, but some of them just walk away from the faith. And we don't know, you know, what's all behind that, but... They're not living for Christ. They're not walking with Him. And I can't express strongly enough um, as pastor and as a a friend and a a fellow Falunite here the importance of responding to Christ in your life. Um, My friend, my graduate friend, my friends uh, that are graduating... There's nothing that compares with Christ. And you will be drawn away to respond to some temptation. There'll be, a, there'll be all sorts of temptations, and that's a given. That's just going to happen. And we just we want to be encouraging you, upholding you in prayer to say, I'm going to uh, keep seeking first the kingdom of God. And that's the passage that I have to share with you this morning. Um, If you'd like to, it's an outline in your bulletin. You can follow along. Um, And I just, um, we've, you know, it was only a couple of weeks ago that we sang the little chorus, Seek ye first the kingdom of God with the high school students in the the hut. So if you'd like to follow along, it's it's, um, Matthew 6.33. If you take your Bible and turn there, and um, Matthew six thirty three. Um, it's interesting, you know. We we talk about this song or this verse, and we sing this song, and um, but to understand it in its context is is really important. Okay, it's in the Sermon on the Mount, and it's in a section where Jesus is talking about. Um, don't worry about what you eat or drink. Okay? Don't worry about what you eat or drink or how you clothe yourselves, what you wear. Right? And so he, he comes through that and says, your father, in verse 32, all the Gentiles seek after these things, but your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. And then it's this... This familiar passage, but seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Okay? This is his call. Okay? Point number one. This is his call, meaning here's your pursuit. Here's his call. Here's your pursuit. His call, seek first his kingdom. That's your pursuit. No matter what goes on in life. Okay? Christ is saying this, that this is the formula, if you will, not only for being transformed and changed, but prior to that, being saved. 
in a sense, you know, he's, he's calling people to salvation in this. He's already basically said in the Sermon on the Mount, you can't, you can't get this, you can't attain this righteousness that I'm talking about. And he's talking about righteousness all the way through this message, the Sermon on the Mount. And so then he says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And it does call people to his kingdom, but it also calls those who are in his family as his children by faith to, you know, progress in seeking his kingdom. Okay. So what's your pursuit? You know, right now, graduates, you're saying, well, I'm going to go to this school or I'm going to go to this job or I'm going to go to the military. And here's what I'm going to do. Those are good. That's good. You got to have a plan. But Christ has a plan, and it's letter A, it's one clear plan. And you don't need, listen, you don't need to go around wondering what His plan is. It's clear. Seek first His kingdom. And the idea behind that word seek, it's very basic, very simple. Just keep after it. Keep looking. And it's in the present tense, meaning what? Continually. That's where we get that idea. Okay, continue. It's his clear plan. And then you respond with, keep seeking it. You know, no matter the situation, no matter what time it is in your life. So here's where it, it spreads to each and every one of us. It doesn't matter the time of life that you're in. Seek first the kingdom of God in all of life. And let's not forget this, that, you know, when he says, seek first the kingdom, he's talking about rule and reign. So we got to major that in our minds. You know, we, that's really got to be emphasized in our minds. It's his rule. It's about his rule and his reign in our lives. And it's, I can't say it simpler. It's one clear plan. Do you need to figure out God's will? Well, it might be that you're not sure about your future. You know, that's fine. You know, after I graduated from high school, I, you know, my dreams weren't that complicated. I just couldn't, you know, put it down on paper what it was going to be. So, understand that Jesus keeps it simple for us. Seek first his kingdom, all right? So it's one clear plan. Letter B, it's one continuous priority. It's first. It's ongoing, continual, throughout all life. And here's, listen, if it's first, if we're supposed to seek first his kingdom, listen, this is why you and I get so anxious. That's the context of what he's saying. He, you know, we could back up and look at it in, in chapter 6. Look at verse 26. He says, I'm, I'm sorry, verse 25. For this reason I say to you, don't be anxious for your life. Don't be anxious for your life as what you shall eat or what you, you shall drink, nor for your body as what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? And he goes through this trying to draw you to think. Think about this. Look at the birds. You know, they're, they're taken care of. Look at the lilies of the field. Okay? He's trying to point out an illustration to you. 
they're taken care of. And won't God take care of his children? Okay? So, it's a continuous priority for our lives. We have to keep saying, what am I seeking first here today, this week, this month, for my future? Okay? And again, when I get anxious or when you get anxious... I would venture to say pretty safely it's it's probably because we're seeking other things first. We're going after other things and not really seeking Christ and his kingdom. So, there's one clear plan and it's one continuous priority and let us see it's one it's under one controlling person. One controlling person. With a kingdom, there's always a what? A king. Okay? Having made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ, who is your king? (laughs) Jesus. And so, that's something we say on a Sunday morning, and we say in Bible study, and we say on a, you know... Sunday school time, whenever, you know, we say that with each other. But, my friend, the thing is, it's got to be in action later this afternoon or tonight or, or later this week. That you're saying, He is my controlling person. Because I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and He's the king. I want to seek after Him. Okay? As a Christian, you understand that you should understand this. You and every person in this, on this globe is a slave. Everyone is a slave to something. Everyone. No matter if you're retired and you don't have, quote, anything to do, which is, that's a joke. You talk to retired people, they're saying, ha! So, it doesn't matter, you know. You're still a slave Young people, you are a slave to someone. And don't think it's just... Right now, it's, it's, it's mom and dad. And as soon as I graduate, I'm done and I'm free. No, you're not free after that. You're going to be a slave to somebody else. <laughs> and then the big picture of life, it's a matter of saying, I am a slave to Jesus Christ. Of, of learning that and understanding that. What does that really mean? The Bible will tell you. You know, as a Christian, you've been set free from the bondage of slavery to sin. You've been set free from sin. Okay? He set you free. And, and as a Christian, you've been made a child of the kingdom. One who can come before the king humbly. But high school graduate, think about this question. And everyone else, think about this question is, what master do you serve? We can say it, we can read it, we can talk about it, but I'm saying, what master do you serve? 
And the answer to that question will be made clear, especially once you leave. Once you leave and get off on, quote, on your own, it'll be very clear who you are serving, who your master is. And so, you know, all too often, you know, the idea of doing this or that in, in, in your life, you know, comes up and you want to try something new. Ask yourself, is this something that's going to please the king? Am I seeking first his kingdom if I'm thinking of that? And how does that relate? There is only one good and perfect controlling person. And that is Jesus Christ. I remember, you know, and many of you adults, you know, you remember jobs that you had, you know, when you were just a a little guy or a little gal, just, you know, starting to get a job or whatever. (laughs) And there's, there's that person at work that was just wanting to be the control freak in your life. (laughs) No, you didn't do that right. You know, and all the, all that little stuff that, and then we start thinking that's another control person that, They'll, they'll be glad to control you. <laughs> and then we have the problem with ourselves. We ourselves end up wanting to be the controlling freak in, in my life or in your life. And that's why we sing a song like, Not I, but Christ. It's not mine, but His. Okay? Jesus is the uncomparable one. All other masters are failures. All other masters are failures. And we need to grab a hold of that concept. And the more we will live that way and understand that, the better off we'll be in seeking first his kingdom. And again, high school graduate, call yourself out on this. Call yourself out on it. Who is your master? Jesus is not only the incomparable one, he's the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. You say that to yourself over and over again. Jesus is the good shepherd. He's going to be the the one you want to go to. He's the one who can rightly say, as he said in Matthew chapter 11, come unto me. All who are, what, weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay? So, seek first His kingdom. It's His plan. It's very clear. It's the priority that He's laid out. And it's to be continuous. Not just now. It's a continuous priority that you make, that you hold to. And understanding that it's all under Him. The king, the one controlling person. Well, the verse has a second side of it. On the back of your outline, you see point number two. It, it, it's saying, seek his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek his kingdom and his righteousness. It's his character. There's his character coming forth. And it means your purity. His character is righteousness. 
Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And what that results in your life, Christian, will be purity. This righteousness is first imputed. Letter A, imputed. And that's a theological term. And we, uh, we want to quickly talk about it so that everyone understands. Everyone thinks that I gain righteousness. That I earn righteousness. Wrong. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. But it's imputed to you. Meaning, if we were to open up the books of life and look at the account sheet, your name is written there and it's a big zero until Christ enters into your life and now all of a sudden the big check mark is there saying now His righteousness is accounted to your account. It's credited to your account. That's what it means to have righteousness. Okay? Imputed righteousness, marked as being yours. You received it as a gift of grace. Look at Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Verse 19, the idea is that the law was given so that it would show you that you could not attain the righteous, perfect righteous standard of God. That's what the law was given for, to show that you and I would fail. We can't keep his law. In verse 19, he says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be closed. You have no excuse. Every mouth will be closed. You can't say anything to it. And all the world may become accountable to God because... By the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. You cannot attain it. Okay? But now, verse 21, But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For all those who believe, for there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption, which is in Christ Jesus. Okay? So, there's the fact of God's justification. If you're a believer, if you're saying, I'm a Christian, then if that's truly happened, then you are justified. You've been declared righteous. And now, letter B, His righteousness must be practiced. His righteousness has been imputed, put to your account. But now... In seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, it doesn't just mean just sit back and be fat and happy that you're now counted righteous in God's eyes. No, it's a matter of now saying, how does it work out? Is your claim to be a Christian working out in practical righteousness? Letter B, His his righteousness is practiced. It's got to be acted upon. Okay? It's a matter of doing His will. Reading His Word. Saying, oh, that's what He's telling me to do. In this case, seek first His kingdom in everything that you do. In all of life, no matter what job you have, no matter what place you live in, keep seeking first the kingdom of God. Is is His sanctification evident in your life? Is that what's evident in your life? 
Okay? So this, again, it shows up in our actions, in our, in our conversation, in our behavior. And if, if His righteousness is showing up in my life, it's because of His Word taking effect in my life with the working of the Spirit of God, making that come alive. Right? So, it's the issue of His righteousness. Are you seeking that in your life? Seek His kingdom and His righteousness. Now, through your example, Christian, your righteousness based on Christ and His righteousness, your righteousness can be spread. You, you want to pass along. Do you want to promote this righteousness? You want to promote it? That's the idea of seeking first His kingdom. And I've said this before, we'll say it again, we'll keep saying it. You have an opportunity, Christian, in your neck of the woods, whether it's here in Fallon, Fernley, at the base, in Reno, in Carson, wherever you are, to be effective for His kingdom. Why? In that his, is His righteousness showing up in your life? Are you seeking after that? Jesus said, blessed are those who, what? Hunger and thirst after righteousness. Is that your hungering and thirsting? I know, I know, folks, high school graduates, I know it. Uh, there, there have been plenty of times, too many times in my life, where my hunger and my thirst is for my glory, my sake, my reputation. And that's wrong. We need to be standing in Christ. We need to be hid in Christ. So, I want to challenge you in this. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And then look at what He says. What does He say? And all these things shall be added to you. Okay? Now, that brings us to point number three. Point number three. We switched it around there. See that? It, used, it, it was His call, your pursuit. His character, your purity. But now it's your contentment, His promise. It's your contentment, His promise. It's based on His promise. Okay? And it's about His full provision. Letter A, what He's given. His full provision. All these things shall be added to you. Referring to the the provisions of life. Listen, from the context of where he's at in Matthew chapter 6. What has he been saying? Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about, you know, what you're going to wear. Okay, so I realize we all want to look nice in what we wear, right? Yeah, I mean... You know, what I heard, you know, Kenny at the prom last night with a John Deere, you know, outfit. You know, looking good. <laughs> okay. Seeing, you know, young ladies, you know, dressed up pretty. Yeah, sweet, you know. But don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. 
See, when we recognize his full provision, not partial, but his full provision, all these things shall be added unto you. And in Christ, we have all the, the riches that we have. You know, Ephesians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He is our wisdom. He is our redemption. He is our righteousness. Is there anything God needs to add to the mix? No. We have it in Christ. But the problem is, you and I don't recognize that. Because we've got our eyes too much on the world. We're looking at the world stuff too much. And we've got our plan. We've got our agenda. Yeah, I know, I'm going to step on some toes here. You know, this whole thing of, here's my my plan, and here's what's going to happen, and then I'm going to retire, and then I'm going to have this, and then I'm going to have this, and I'm set for life. That's America's plan. That's America's dream. And we add Jesus to it. We, we want to add Jesus to it. I don't think that's right. I think that's got it backwards. And really, high school graduates, you know, we older adults, maybe we haven't been the best example we could be in some of these things. And the idea of seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness ought to result in your contentment because of, based on his, his promise. It's, it's from his full provision and letter B, your faith then perseveres. Your faith perseveres. And you see that through what he's given. And you see what he's given through eyes of faith. How do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. (laughs) Faith just doesn't happen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's how you grow. And that's part of this thing of seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness. So, your faith, we, we hope and pray that your faith and our faith will keep on surfacing... And keep persevering through all the storms. Yes, you'll hit storms and they'll be good for you. You'll hit hard times and troubles, high school graduate, but they'll be good for you. They will strengthen you, right? It's all because of what he's given. Okay? And so we, with this understanding of this very simple verse in Matthew 6.33. We recognize that it's a constant thing. First things first and forever. First things first and forever. Seek first His kingdom. Seek first His righteousness. And be of help to others in going after that. Be an encouragement to others in saying, here's where I'm headed I don't know exactly the career, but I'm headed after God's kingdom. Okay, so 
Christian, <laughs> comes down to this. Who are you serving? It's our job to serve God. It's God's job to supply us. He's the supplier, if you will. He's, it's from His hand. But sometimes we get that mixed up. Okay? We think it's God's job to serve us. And we'll you know, somehow supply you know, all the blessings back to Him or something. <laughs> no, we need to serve God and He will supply. You know, the, the way uh, this old hymn has been rewritten is a cute, a cute way. Listen to this. I'll have my own way, Lord. Have my own way. I'll be the potter. You be the clay. I'll mold you and make you after my will. While you are waiting, yielded and still. Wrong. But how often do I find myself acting that way and thinking that way? No. We need to seek first the kingdom of God. Students, we love you. And we hope that you will be putting it into action, asking God for His strength, asking God for His work on your life to mold you and make you in the likeness of the one that you say that you follow, Jesus. Okay? Um, So, God will... He, God already has. He already has provided. And He will take care of things. Will you seek first His kingdom? Will you seek first the King? Will you seek His righteousness in your life? And ask Him to make you more and more like Jesus? Let's pray.